I was gonna clean my house, then I got MS. I was gonna get up and go to town, but then I got MS. My house is still messed up, and I know why. Yeah, cause I got MS, cause I got MS, because I got MS. I was gonna go to class before I got MS. I could have faked it and I could have passed, but I got MS. I am tired of brain fog, pain and fatigue, and I know why. Cause I got MS, cause I got MS, cause I got MS. Little play on Afro Man's because I got high for you. Welcome to episode 420 of Under the Cull of MS. Well, actually, it's episode 20, but. I can't wait 400 more episodes to get caught up to that. So we're going to do it on this episode and we're going to talk a little bit about CBD, THC, and MS and what it can do for us. And we're going to start it all up with a little review of a comic book that came back, came out. A long time ago, called Hemp for Victory. And here's a little quick synopsis. It's, well, actually, it's considered Hemp for Victory from Starhead Comics, an irreverent adaptation of the USDA's World War II film. And. The war against environmental degradation dwarfs all previous international conflicts in scope of com- complexity and in the need for mutual cooperation. Did you know that a miraculous plant, if cultivated in industrial quantities, could help solve immediately many of the world's most dire woes, but that this crop is illegal in many Western countries? Did you know that the U.S. costly war on drugs, which has victimized many innocent citizens and eroded our civil liberties, claims as one of its primary targets this very plant? Did you know that this plant offers unique medical properties effective for the treatment of glaucoma, many cancers, and AIDS that pharmaceutical conglomerates have tried for years in vain to replicate? Yesterday and today, the U.S. Department of Agriculture acknowledges the vitality, versatility, and sustainability of hemp. Fibrous crop, excellent for paper, clothing, food, medicine, even plastics, and and obtainable by cultivating cannabis sativa. That's right, marijuana. Our head comics proclaimed Hemp for Victory, the essential slogan for the 90s, exclaiming the means for resolving many of the world's pressing environmental and economic dilemmas. And Starhead 
offers an informational salvo in the growing battle with this subversive adaptation of hemp for victory. The USDA's hortatory World War II film that details its program for successful cultivating all the help hemp the country could use. When you finish reading, please consider the issues raised and pass this inexpensive comic book onto a friend. This is a great history about what we did for years with the hemp industry and how places like Kentucky, Missouri, Wisconsin, uh, all grew the crops and we supplied our militaries with ropes for the ships, uh, fibers for food, food, clothing, all that stuff. You, you could basically build, I mean, they built a car from the ground up that was complete. Completely made of hemp fibers. We, uh, in Wisconsin, we basically produced a lot of the hemp farming equipment, the tractors and stuff, which we're known for doing. Like, we have the big John Deere plants. We have International Harvester, Cadet, Gale Implement, and a lot of the farming construction military uh, vehicles are produced in Wisconsin. It talks about how hemp has helped with World War II and how it was harvested and how other states had to adapt to it, whereas some states had a more of a wet form and some had more of a drier regions to deal with. So if the factory farming tractors had to be made to work in the different environments. And then, the, then it goes deeper into the, uh, how the fibers look, how they break up and get the fibers from the plants, how it's all produced and, Turned into what we use for ropes, clothing, thread, wine, all that stuff. And then it goes on to how after all that, then they made it all illegal. And they're worried about the production of marijuana and stuff like that. After day we have anything that could help medically help people out without causing a bunch of issues. I mean, we got the whole COVID thing going on right now and ridiculous how all of a sudden we went from a world that cared about a giant floating island of plastic out in the ocean and how we were fighting to get rid of plastic straws and plastic containers and all this crap. And now we got COVID out there. And now what are they doing? They're individually packaging everything at restaurants, grocery stores, and wherever you look, they're doing some new form of packaging that's using more and more plastic again. Now we're just 
dumping plastic out there like crazy and it doesn't all of a sudden you're not hearing no no complaints about it no worries environmental worries or anything it's all fine all of a sudden just because people are getting sick it's like it's stupid because you can produce a plant that you can make and replace plastic so it would be biodegradable it would be healthy for the environment and there's no real worries about it affecting anything. It makes no sense because even in the THC form, there is no recorded, <laughs> there's no record of anything on recorded history about anybody dying from THC. So it's, we basically had this plant legal and used and in many types of forms up until the 60s. Austin, the government says, just shut it down. Let's sit there and spend billions on fighting the war on drug. Let's make a plant that's never killed anybody. Let's make it a class one drug. Let's classify it with cocaine and heroin, crystal meth, all that. And let's just fill our prisons full of people full. And there, there's, I would guarantee you that at least 50% of the prison population is in there for a plant that never harmed anyone. <laughs> it's helped people. <laughs> there are many uses for it. And you don't have to have a THC form. That there, and recently in 2017, government's in Wisconsin, Governor, former Governor Scott Walker approved a pilot program to get Wisconsin farmers to start producing hemp again. And it's, hemp's basically a cousin to the marijuana, but it's required to contain very little of the mind altering drug, depending on how you grow it and what kind of strains you use and all that stuff. Uh, Oneida Nation in the northern Wisconsin, uh, they set aside 32 acres of tribal land for it. And they used it for grain, such as for animal feed and protein bars for people. And that took up, that version of the hemp took up 20 acres of the, their field. They also did a fiber fiber hemp used for construction which they planted on 10 acres and the cannabis oil hemp used for CBD oil was planted in about an acre, but the CD CBD hemp was did well, but it went hot, which means that it had a higher than 0.3% THC level. So that makes it illegal in Wisconsin. You can have the CBDs that have, 0.3% of THC or less, which the THC helps activate the receptors that you need to help more increased pains and stuff like that. So it actually does more effects to the body. And you're not really getting a psycho, psychedelic effect from a few percent of THC in your CBDs. You won't know it. You'd have to drink like a 50-gallon drum to maybe <laughs> feel anything from it. But 
Uh, but yeah, because it went above 0.3% THC, the law enforcement oversaw the destruction of the hemp because, God forbid, devil weed is out there. It's like, the Wisconsin tried, they, I know they gave out a certain number of, uh, hemp growing licenses in Wisconsin during that period and you really haven't heard much more about it. I'm sure they're all trying to get the crops to the right percentage of CBD, THC or whatever levels that they want that are adequate with the regulations but I mean come on people get our heads out of our ass. We're supposed to be the United States. There shouldn't be 30 states that have medical marijuana and 20 that don't or whatever. It just doesn't make sense. It's like United States mean everybody works together, united. We all equally decide on the same thing. Same with this COVID virus. It's so stupid because... One state has one rule. One county has another rule. One town has another rule. None of the rules are the same. They all have little differences. And you're supposed to expect to know this shit. You're supposed to be able to travel around and know each town and each county that you go into. You're supposed to know all their rules and regulations. Just stupid. We're united, damn it. Let's just get our heads out of our ass and let's just sit there and do things right, work together, find out what works best for everybody. But I mean, come on, you're sitting there and pumping out. You'll give us pills and different medical drugs that are, will have side effects that are kidney failure, liver damage, uh, diarrhea, death, nausea. And there's so many different side effects from these drugs that we take. Yeah, there's no side effect, dangerous side effects from medical marijuana, and they refuse to <laughs> allow it to be out there. And if you were smart, the insurance companies would be on this and making sure that it was countrywide because their cost for that is way less than what they're paying for a drug that has tons of side effects that can kill a person or do severe damage to a person. And I've been on medications. I've been on injections that I'd pick up once a month. I have to do an injection every other day. And that medication costed $7,000 a month. I've, and on an infusion where you go in once every six months and get a big bag of clear fluid dumped in you. These things can cost seventy-five dollars to $200,000 every six months just for a bag of fluid. And who's setting these prices and all this? And the drug companies? It's not the FDA or anybody that's setting these prices. Drug companies are setting prices, and then insurance companies have to pay it. It's like insurance companies, I mean, come on, get your heads out of your ass. 
why do you want to pay these large amounts when people could sit there and eliminate half their medications and replace it with medical marijuana? You got creams, you got ointments, you got salves, you got pills, you got edibles, you got smokables, you got, I mean, there's so many forms and so many different types and different things and to help with sleep, with body pain, seizures, uh, and there's so many different things that it can be used for. It's like, uh, cannabinoids have, may have modest effects in multiple sclerosis for pain and spasticity. Researchers looked at safety and effectiveness of the cannabis as well as studying its impact on disability and disability progression, pain, spasticity, bladder function, tremors, ataxia, quality of life, and adverse effects. Um, Reviews concluded that there was sufficient evidence that cannabinoids may be beneficial for symptoms of pain and spasticity in multiple sclerosis and they keep saying they gotta do more and more research more and more future research like well you have the research out there you have the patients out there that you can use for the research and get their opinions and you have thousands of patients that will tell you what it has done for them what it does do for them how it helps really don't want to stick a needle in me when I can sit there and do an edible or a form or, or a cream or a smokable or whatever. It's so stupid. Then, let's see. Multiple sclerosis, MS, debilitating and sometimes fatal disorder of the central nervous system is the most common debilitating neurological disease of young people. National mul- Multiple Sclerosis Society estimates suggest estimates suggest more than 2.3 million people worldwide suffer from the disease, with 200 new cases diagnosed in the U.S. every week. While physicians have options to slow the progression of MS, there is currently no cure. For this reason, many people suffering from MS seek out alternative treatments to slow the progression or relieve the symptoms. Medical marijuana for multiple sclerosis is one such alternative that shows promise in combating the symptoms of the disease. While having a strong immune system is important to staying healthy, having an overactive immune system can be just as harmful as having a compromised immune system. Due to the variety of symptoms of this disease, many drugs are used to alleviate these symptoms. Many with several health threats. Smoking of medical cannabis can assuage many of the symptoms associated with multiple sclerosis. The cannabinoid receptors have been scientifically proven to alleviate many of the symptoms that accompany multiple sclerosis. Cannabinoid 1 and cannabinoid 2 receptors are usually activated by the cannabinoids naturally created by the body also known as endocannabinoids. However, in order to increase the effects of these receptors via activation, other chemicals, as in 
as in phytocannabinoids can also activate these receptors. CB2 receptors are located on the cells of the immune system. Yes, this is right. You have cannabinoids in your system. Every single person does. So you already have THC in your system. And these receptors are just enhanced by additional THC, CBDs, and that's how our bodies activate to it, and it helps our bodies. It's like it's a thing that's in our bodies and is meant to help us. But yet, <laughs> doctors will fight it, be against it, because they're not profiting from it or whatever. And they push stuff on us that isn't in our system, does not activate anything in our system, just does things to us. And then the filmy sediments of all these handfuls of pills we shove in our mouth every day and all these injections and shit, I guarantee you there's tons of that leftover residue just sitting in our stomach lining, sitting in our bodies, just destroying our intestines, our stomachs, whatever. Our liver, our kidneys, and it just, oh my god, it drives me nuts. And personally, every asshole out there that is against this shit should be the ones in jail. All these poor people that are sitting in jail for having a joint on them or whatever, they should be released. We should not be paying hundreds of thousands of dollars for people to be sitting in jail for a plant. grows in your backyard. Yeah, you can grow anywhere. It's a weed. It doesn't need water to grow. And just... But medical cannabis for multiple sclerosis has some specific effects that relate to the disease. Some of those effects include anti-inflammatory MS causes, inflammation related to the myelin damage, inflammation and resulting damage caused the physical symptoms felt by MS patients, including motor control issues, weakness, and spasms. Marijuana has an anti-inflammatory property that may reduce immune response and inflammation. Pain relief. Pain is often a symptom of MS. The pain can be debilitating. Weed helps relieve pain, which can benefit MS patients who suffer from discomfort. Antispasmodic, another effect of cannabis, beneficial to MS patients is the ability to reduce the frequency and severity of muscle spasticity. Antidepressant, MS patients suffering from depression may benefit from the antidepressant qualities of marijuana. Studies have shown that THC, CBD, and CBC can help with depression. Abdominal issues, cannabis may help with the symptoms in the abdominal area, including pain, constipation, incontinence, sleep disturbances. MS patients that deal with sleep issues may find help from cannabis. And there are so many different forms that it can help us. And it just, they, they, don't care. I mean, it's about how we feel. They don't care. They hear what we, what works for us, what helps us. I I've been through so many, my spasticity and stuff. 
baclofen. I had one neurologist gave me back, then I'm like, this is not doing nothing for me. Like, okay, let's, he had me on it three a day. He increased me up to six. I went back a few months later. I'm like, I, I went off the pill because it's not doing nothing for me. I'm not going to take something that I'm not getting any effect for. I don't like constantly shoving stuff in my body that's not doing nothing for my body. So what did he do? He ups me to nine to ten pills a day. Really? It's not doing nothing. Let's quadruple your dose. Let's triple your dose. Let's double your dose. The same with the whole fatigue issue. He put me on Ritalin. I'm like, I did not like the way I felt when I was on Ritalin. I don't understand why children are on Ritalin because of the effects I was feeling from it. It's like, really? You're giving this to little kids? Makes no sense. Told him it wasn't doing me any good. He's like, well, let's double it. <laughs> so we doubled it. It's made the feelings that I got from it even worse. Yeah, I got a little energy from it, but not much. And I asked to go on Adderall. And when I went, asked to go on Adderall, he wanted to increase my Ritalin again. I'm like, what? Are you getting paid for freaking pushing Ritalin? And it's like, there's other options out there. <laughs> let's try them. Instead of just constantly, when something goes wrong, increase, increase, increase. So I just, I have wanted to move back to Montana or somewhere where I could get the medical marijuana. But I was hoping eventually the world would, the United States would get their head out of their ass. Just do it throughout the country. We heard the promises for the last, what, three presidents promising it. It's like, what we need to do is every one of these jackasses in the government, everyone, them and every member of their family needs to get some of these debilitating diseases so they can sit there and wake the hell up and realize what it's like to live with pain every freaking minute, every second, every day. Every fucking night. <laughs> I am so sick of it. There are things that can make us feel better and make us get through our day easier, but they are not willing to give a crap about it. <laughs> All they care about is lining their pockets with money after money after money. They're not doing nothing with this freaking money to help anybody else. Uh, it's the amount of waste that's done by this. I mean, we can make, we can produce food for animals and people. We can sit there and produce clothing, hemp, house, house items, production, factory, and there's just so much. I mean, the employment that it would bring. I, I just don't understand. But, but yeah. This was my 420 pod test, pod test, podcast. 400 episodes early. Figured I'd get this out. Uh, I know I'm a little animated today, but I'm kind of aggravated because I got a phone call yesterday after I did the podcast from my old, uh, well, the hospital where I was supposed to get my next infusion next week. A six-month infusion. 
my wonderful MS drug Ocrevus. And I got called saying <clears throat> that a new letter has to be put in for insurance. So I can't come to my appointment because they aren't, they don't have the medicine there because for some reason the paperwork expired. And since I'm not seeing a doctor in their network anymore, I have, they can't have me have the infusion at their hospital. I have to go to a hospital where my new neurologist is or something. So now I'm going to be without my medication for another, who knows, the last two I dealt with the same crap or the paperwork didn't get in or the neurologist didn't send the paperwork in or something went wrong with the paperwork and I ended up not getting my infusion until I'm about a month later and now it's like my body's already feeling tons of the issues because the medication's out of my system by now and who knows what I'm going to get next or if they're going to change it or so I'm waiting for phone calls on that crap so so yeah I figured I'd just throw this extra little bonus podcast out this week and hopefully have a great weekend and have a good one